In his testimony on Tuesday, Shushu said irregular contracts were awarded with more than 100 million rands without proper procurement procedures, and that the reporting lines were changed to give procurement powers to the CEO and the CFO. A 143 million contract awarded for the building of a studio was just one of the alleged irregular contracts at the SABC, and Shushu said he refused to sign it. The studio also didn't follow procurement due process. It was irregularly awarded to the supplier slash vendor without my knowledge as the head of procurement. We're talking about a transaction of plus minus 43 million here, which was done outside procurement. And this happened after the death delegation of authority was amended, giving powers to the directors. And when I realized, actually when this was brought to my attention, I took it upon myself to question the GM in charge, including the GE, about this process. And I also highlighted the irregularities about this particular transaction and informed them that when it comes to my desk, I won't attach my signature on this one. On Tuesday afternoon, when board chairperson Mbulaini Magube was asked about these developments, he said he couldn't recall. He was not aware and heard of it for the first time. But Minister Mutambi also faced the question asked by the ACDP Steve Swart yesterday, who wanted to know whether she is concerned about such developments. Mutambi told Swart that Shushu should have used the Prevention and Combating of Corrupt Activities Act to report allegations of corruption instead of reporting it to Treasury. In the position of Mr. Shushu, the senior officer as he was, because it's very clear, it doesn't say you must report to the agent treasurer. It says you must report this to the police official. At that level, because now we're seated with the evidence of a Mr. Shushu being an accomplice in the, in, the, in the committing of this crime, because if indeed it's true, as the chair is also saying that, to say, this is the, how it was procured, no procedural, and this corruption on that. This is the matter that was supposed to have been reported to police. At the beginning of her testimony, Mutambi told the inquiry that the DA did not support the four black African SABC journalists among the so-called SABC eight, Lukanyo Talata, Tandeka Tubule, Vuyom Voko and Busisi Wenduli. She said she has proof in the form of a memorandum submitted to her offers by the DA's Pumzile Van Dam, but Van Dam reacted. The memorandum was signed by Honorable Van Dam, present here today. The DA was very clear on their memorandum that it only supported mainly the white journalist and the one Indian journalist. I've got a copy of the memo which I'll hand over to the memo. In the memorandum, the names of the following journalists were listed. They were written by the DA. Jekas Tienkamp, Futa Krije, Suna Fenter, and Krivan Pillay only. The other names of uh, the other witness, Tande Kambeki, Lukanyo Kalato, Ms. Muntugulu, and Vuyomboko, uh, uh, were never mentioned. We will provide the committee with the memorandum of demands to this effect so that you see it to yourself. Minister Matami, I see you persist with that fib that the DA only was protecting the white members of the SABC 8. You know very well that she gave you that memo before the other four were dismissed. But I'm not here for that. I've got much bigger goose to cook. Mutambi continued to face many questions from the ANC, DA, EFF, UDM and the ACDP.
The questions include issues on editorial policy, the multi-million rand multi-choice deal with the SABC, and the suspension of the former CEO, Franz Matlala, who left with a golden handshake. Given all the, the, the controversies of the SABC, the decline uh, in governance, in financial management and all of that, do you think that you are fit to be the shareholder of, of, uh, in, in, on behalf of, of government at the SABC? Uh, I will say, uh, yes, I'm fit and proper to be a shareholder representative. Yesterday, Professor Kumal, in Professor Kumalo's input, he mentioned the fact that there is a clear bearing, blurring of the lines between the management or the executive and the board. Have you taken any steps to try and address that? But the other issue, which is very important, he also cited, for instance, that there's a lack of, of, of experience uh, among the representatives of the shareholders in, in some of these boards. I think he was citing the example of, of SABC. Um, would you say you have enough experience to be able to represent the shareholder in that board? And if yes, what, why would you say that? Thank you so much. I think I've been able to account to the portfolio committee uh, I've been appearing, giving people uh, their necessary response in terms of the issue that I understood that I need to, when called by the portfolio committee, I need to come and account to the committee. Chair, uh, Minister, are you concerned about the fiscal position of uh, the SAPC um, within the context of the current uh, policies, the editorial policies, and, and, and I know that it has, in fact, been reported that it has adversely affected the revenues of Metro FM, and also the multi-choice contract and its future impact on the revenue streams of the SAPC. Thank you. The issue of the multi-choice uh contract and the editorial policy, I say this is, these are matters within the preview of the accounting authority, in particular the board, but I will say ours will to make sure that they comply with the prescripts, we'll have to do oversight on that. Again, just the issue of your exercising oversight over the SABC and all the concerns, you've looked at all the evidence that has been presented, all the many, many concerns. Would you not agree that you have failed in your oversight as far as it is your responsibility? I think on this one, on evidence that was provided to me, given also the records, I've managed to do that even in terms of our meetings, bilateral meetings. Mine was to make sure that they, I must exercise my oversight uh, responsibility. Chair, thank you. Minister, the SAPC is a national key point. People there, senior managers are not vetted, including the owner of the key point. That is equal to a heist. I think there's not just no better way of explaining it except to say actually a heist is happening at the SAPC. The issue of the national key point, Honorable Matlango, I agree with you. Hence, those who feel violated by the state security agency, they had a duty to report to the Inspector General or the Joint Standing Committee on Intelligence on the matter. But the issue is that when appointments are made, the ones that have got approval, I had to subject the officials to the state security, the ones that I have, and I believe Parliament will do so when they appoint board members.
Why was Mr. Franz Matala suspended from the SABC? And how much was his golden handshake? You've refused to answer that question before. Can we get an answer now under oath? And then, did Mr. Motsuneng buy you a house in Toyando? Thank you. Franz Matlana was suspended for his failure to disclose his relationship with the past uh, chairman of the board when he was appointed. Also, his business interest. He has been doing work uh, for the SABC. And then, uh, when asked to produce proof of the work that he was done and the proof for the work, they couldn't do that. She asked the question, do you know anything or did Mr. Matsuneng buy you a house? Why? I think this is serious malicious allegations that I must say. Because the house in which I'm staying before I became a member of parliament, I was staying in that house. So I really don't know what, what are you talking about. Because I don't have any new house. I've had my house that I've been staying in for years. And then the final one from my side, Minister. You, you very early on maybe correctly said that there is no censorship policy. You challenged us to go and look for censorship policy, and there is no censorship policy. The question that I'm asking you, there might not be any policy in the book, but the editorial decision not to air that, what do you call that? Are you saying to me that editorial decisions override policy? There's no policy, as I've indicated. And then if people are found having breached the editorial policy, for no apparent reason. I said earlier that that situation is unfortunate and it has to be regretted. Like I've indicated, the ICASA sent me their decision on the matter and the report that I get from the SABC was that they've complied with the, with the uh, ICASA finding on the matter. The SABC executive and board were to give evidence and respond yesterday and today will now only submit their responses and statements of their witnesses in writing. They have more than a month to do so. Acting CEO James Aguma also apologized voluntarily to the committee for having staged a walkout from the inquiry last week. The inquiry will continue this morning with the last witness, former non-executive board member Rachel Kalidas, who is expected to testify.